Welcome to No Instructions. I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. You got a dog. Wow. Not with me, but yes, I do. I uh, I did. I do did. Let's get into it. You got a dog? I did. We got a dog over the weekend. We got a puppy. Puppy. A boxer puppy, which I'm super excited about. Uh, one thing that I didn't really think about, which I probably should have. <laughs> they poop a lot. Yes, that that's a given. <laughs> but the look on my wife's face was magical many times hmm. that like i could look in her face and her face just did that like girl kind of droop little melty uh, thing like yeah this is the cutest thing <laughs> on the face of the planet and i remember because <laughs> it's it's a puppy and it's a boxer and if you know anything about boxers like their butt kind of like wobbles behind them and they have a little nub and we got the dog home and she was like playing with the kids in the yard and she was still kind of timid but at one point she actually started playing and her mm-hmm. little nub started wiggling. And Tiff just like turned around in this dead pan, like <laughs> kind of look. It was amazing. She's like, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. And there were many moments like that, and it made me very happy. Nice. The kids are super happy. Puppy's cute. She left like a poop like as long as herself this morning <laughs> downstairs was kind of great. <laughs> and I think I've talked about it. My daughter having a, a gag reflex yeah. when it comes to poop. It was another magical moment <laughs> like, i took a dog out this morning and she went to the bathroom and then i was like well i have to get ready to go to work so i have to go take a shower and tiff was downstairs teaching class so i left my my youngest child my daughter and i'm like all right can you just watch after lena the dog's name is lena i'm like just you know play with her you know make sure she doesn't destroy anything. she's like okay and then i go upstairs and like i hear dad she she's in the living room I'm like, so clean it up. You're like, I can't clean it up. She starts coughing and all this. And, Go get a paper towel. She's like, I did get a paper towel. It's so funny. And so like I had to clean up this like a good nine inch long turd. <laughs> she must have been like slowly walking yeah. forward. Yeah. She piped it out. It was pretty good. Gross. Yeah. Anyway. Well, good. I'm glad you guys got a puppy. What'd you do this weekend? Um, worked on a project that we've been working on to finish it up. I did all the not fun parts. It looks really nice, though. I'm very happy with it. I think it looks really good. But it was this weekend was like drywall and sanding and priming and painting mm-hmm. and patching and more painting. You know, it's like that type of stuff. But it's done. It looks really good. So it was a lot of that. And then um, actually... Uh, this weekend was kind of. I want to talk about what we're going to talk about first. I have no idea what we're going to well, talk I know about. We're this not is exciting. I had an idea. Ooh. I've been writing down topic ideas for myself, things in the moment, because I'm like, I know I'm like a professional wow. podcaster. Wow. No, I in the moment, in the last couple of weeks, I've been like, I should really. This is, would be a good topic, and then I'm writing it down so that when we get here to record, we're not like, what are we going to talk about? Because there's moments that are worth talking about, and I just forget about them. And then we have organic conversations as we do hanging out. And right. we're like, ooh, we should maybe hold that. that and then, for the, and then yeah. we forget yeah. what it is. So before we do that, though, what are we working on today? Because we both have both have new things. So You have a thing. I have, this is a Luke Skywalker Snowspeeder model from 80, 1980, 19 cold. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't say. Oh, yeah, 1980. This was one that I got off eBay. These are incredibly cheap to get off eBay. Uh, it looks like it would be worth something because it's like the original box. What does that say? All that of says the, something cool. Oh yeah, join the official Star Wars fan club. 
I want to do that. If this, I wonder if you could still join this. Because it has an address on it. We should go to that place. It's University, Universal City, California. So it's just a P.O. box. But like, I wonder what would happen if you sent in this form from 1980. It's only annual membership of $5. Let's That's a steal. Let's, let's send a $5 Done. check to that and we'll see what happens. Jimmy's out in California. I wonder if he can go track down that P.O. box. <laughs> can go, go knock on the P.O. box. And see if it's still registered. Can you ask someone at the post office? Like, there's all the P.O. boxes. Like, who has this one? No, I don't think you can. Because I really like that number. Can I reach out to them and see if they want to trade? But to this set. What do you get, though? This, well, you used to get, like, patches and stuff. You like qualify some... for special club-sponsored contests. Mm. A beautiful membership kit specially prepared for the Empire Strikes Back. Full-color Empire wall poster. Six full-color Empire photos. Color Darth Vader patch. Official membership card. Multicolored pencil patch. Sorry, special empire pencil. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot for five dollars per year. Wow, but five dollars a year in what nineteen eighty? That's a good thirty bucks. Yeah, still. still uh, I mean, but um, a model like this on eBay is pretty cheap, and it's complete. So it has all the paperwork, right? It has the fan club paper. It has this thing, um, the decal sheet. Water decals are still intact. All of the pieces still in the plastic bag. Cool. It just kind of blows my mind that stuff like this exists. That's a good size, too. Like, that this thing didn't get put together and just set somewhere for 40 mm. years. Like, I don't really understand that. But the snow speeder is, cool. is maybe my number two favorite Star Wars ship. Definitely top five for me, yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's a cool one. Uh, Bill Duran and I have had extensive conversations about it's his favorite ship. Bill Duran from Punish Props? Yes, Bill Duran from Punish Props. Um, it's his favorite ship, as far as I know. And we've talked several times about building a full-size one mm -hmm. somewhere, but we live on opposite ends of the country. <laughs> so we, we haven't have, done that. But. We have internally had a lunch conversation about how <laughs> we could make <laughs> a, a, a giant snow speeder. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. And I'm seriously amazed that we haven't done it already. Well, you know, we're not dead yet, so there's time. Anyway, what are you working on? I am working on this little tiny box. Um, this little tiny... Ooh. ooh, sorry. This little box is an LED lighting kit for a Lego set that I did not put together on this show. It's a kit that you got me for my birthday that I've mentioned before. And it is, if you're watching the YouTube video, you should go to youtube.com slash... No instructions podcast, maybe. I don't know. It should work. Hey, look at that. <laughs> this is really, Check it out. In on this. Oh, Hang on. I'm oh, sorry. You can go, but uh, you can't really see them. Look at these weird little pilot guys. Goofy looking. They just have like... There. This was a set that my brother had, a model that my brother had. I mm -hmm. think it's one of the many that I ruined of his models, but I actively <laughs> remember specific parts because I messed with his so much. Anyway. Just chewed on them? Back to yours. All right. Check it out. Whoa, this is the Lego Land Rover. It's really big and it can jump up and down. <laughs> it's bouncy. Look at that. It has independent four wheel suspension. It's got positive track on both axles. It has this crazy gear reduction. This is the largest and most complicated Lego set that I have ever built and it's pretty great. So I wanted to do something with this, but they make, I say they, this company called Brick Smacks and a lot of others on Brick Smacks. Yeah, Brick Smacks. 
on uh, Amazon make aftermarket lighting kits for a lot of sets. So like the treehouse, there's a lighting kit for that. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I knew there was one for the Batmobile. Ambiance. Yeah, so I got one for the <laughs> Land Rover. So I don't know what to expect. So I don't know where you're I was, I was thinking about that, like wondering how much you're going to have to disassemble and if it has disassembly instructions. It does. I've looked it up. And hmm. so on the Land Rover, it has these like... Uh, these little LED looking headlights that are just stickers. Oh. You put the tiny, little tiny LEDs on each one of those. And so most of it is running wire to a oh. to buses. Okay. And I, I think you. there's two like um safari style spotlights up here. Nice. That you put them up, but I don't have those. So I'll have to try to steal them from something. Hmm. Boing. <laughs> this Boing. is the new Land Rover Defender. <clears throat> Which doesn't look like my old Land Rover Discovery that was a flaming pile of garbage. <laughs> flaming pile of garbage. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Um, so I've had. Oh, look at that little control thing. I've had two of my sons have had birthdays in the. That was a really weird sentence. Let me start over. <laughs> two of my sons have had birthdays in the last couple of weeks. My oldest and my second oldest son, my daughter's in between them, but um, they've had birthdays within a short period of each other. <clears throat> and they're turning, they turned 10 and 13. So the fact that I have a 13 year old child yeah. is mind blowing. Yep. And that has been a very weird thing to kind of. You know, every time you have a, an age turnover for yourself or one of your kids, it's just a number. It's just a day from, you know, between one day and the next, that number changes. It doesn't really mean anything. But there's something about like the, there's like an implication with those numbers that, you know, when you hit 40, it's like you you kind of feel it differently. Well, you don't know. You will no. kind of feel it a little bit I don't know how old I am now. Somebody asked me that the other day and I had to sit down and think about it. My friend Adams, uh, for a long time in college, told people he was, I don't know, whatever the age was, 22 or something. And for like a year, I remember this coming up, and he just kept saying, yeah, I'm 22. And it got to his birthday. His birthday is the same as one of my sons. Got to his birthday, and we were t like singing happy birthday to him or something, and he started counting. And he was like, wait a minute. I've been 21 this whole time. I'm turning 22, not turning 23. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was this big, long thing, and he wasn't doing it on purpose. He just thought ahead, like, I'm mm, turning yep. 22 this year. I'm about year. to be, but just erase the about to be part. Yeah, and since yeah. his birthday's at the end of the year, he was just kind of like, well, I guess I'm 22. Anyway, um, so the, my point is that the number itself obviously doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything, but there's, to the kids... Becoming 13 was like a, a Passover of I'm I'm passing from this stage of life to now I'm a teenager. Like, you can't say that I'm not a teenager because I'm yeah. in my teens, you know. <clears throat> so that was a little bit weird just to have that realization. You know, the days over the very tiny birthday party that we had, which wasn't really a birthday party, it was like family, was over. And then... Finally, we're kids and we're in bed and we were sitting there talking and I was just like, 13. It's bizarre to me that we have been married long enough to have had a lot of marriage without kids and then had kids. And that point was 13 years ago. 
Yep. That's wild. That's really wild. My wife and I do a thing <clears throat> where we relate our relationship, like it was born on a certain date, and what our relationship is able to do. Hmm. So I think That's our relationship is 19. Yeah. Our relationship is 19. It's almost it's almost graduating college. Yeah. Yeah. Ours is, we'll have, I guess ours is a little over 19 because we're, we're having our 19th uh, wedding anniversary this next year. So it's, I don't know, it's bizarre. But one of the really strange things <laughs> that happened on top of, you know, just like he got braces recently. That's like a physical Yep. jump which just it looks weird and i don't mean he looks weird but like you're used to looking at your child a certain way and then when you have something like that that it's a face change right like it's not just like they got a haircut it's every time you look at the defining picture of this person that you know super well it's different and it's going to take a while to get used to that i think but so between that a, a few weeks ago this age change um it's just been a lot to kind of think through and become, you know, acquainted with, I guess. But the biggest thing actually that, that affected me over the last couple of weeks had nothing to do with him. So we moved here for about almost four years ago, well, three, whatever. I don't know. The kids have been, they're in their fourth year of school mm -hmm. right now here. That's the important thing. So the first year we moved here. <clears throat> three of the kids were at an elementary school for two years. Then he got old enough to go to middle school. And we also switched school systems. So everybody changed schools at that year. Yep. In the first elementary school that we were in, my oldest met this kid who became his immediate best friend. They were like super identical in a lot of different ways into the same stuff, uh, had the same odd humor, you know, just like, they're just buds, like immediate, really good friends. And during those two years, we got to meet um, this kid's parents. He came over for sleepovers a couple of times, came to birthday parties, you know, so we know the kid and we know his family. Um, my son went and spent the night at his house a few times. And so they knew each other. They saw each other at school all the time. <clears throat> then they went to middle school. We switched school systems, so they were going to different middle schools. Our kids don't have phones. This kid doesn't have a phone. So the two boys don't really have a way to stay in touch. Yeah. They haven't. Um, and, you know, we got them together once or twice, I think. Um, and then COVID happened. This boy, this is a long way around, but... This boy, uh, his grandmother lives with them and she's got some health issues, so she's at risk. And so their family is staying very, very far away from everybody. We have stayed very, very far away from everybody. <clears throat> and so my son and his good friend just have not seen each other, have not talked in, I don't know, eight months, nine mm -hmm. months, something yeah. like that. So he's been asking uh, and, and, you know, we've been in touch with his parents and said, like, you know, checking on him and we kind of passed notes back and forth between the kids and stuff like that. And so my son asked if his friend could come have a sleepover since they had been really separated from everybody. We don't think they're a health risk. We don't think we're a health risk to them. So for his birthday, he was asking one thing, can my friend just come over and spend the night? And 
That was the plan the entire time. And then he got grounded like Who a did? week, but my son got grounded oh. a week before for something dumb. I don't remember. It was like playing video games after we told him not, to, you know, we told him again. to get off the, again. It's yeah. the same thing over yeah. and over. Um, he lost his video games for like a month, over a month. We finally gave him back. And then it's like, okay, you got five more minutes and then you got to shut it down. I don't care if you're in the middle of a battle or a whatever. You got to shut it down when the timer goes off. And of course he doesn't. Several times in a row again. So he gets grounded. And his grounding ends on his birthday. It's convenient. <laughs> yeah. Well, my wife was like, you're grounded this week. His birthday was on a Friday. So he, the whole time, is like, well, I guess I'm not going to get to do anything for my birthday. Like, I won't even get to play video games. Like, I'm still going to be grounded and whatever. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So we, like, lean into that real hard. We're like, well, you know, self-control, man. You got to learn it. Like, yeah. this is what happens. We've been through this before. This is not the first time, whatever. So on the background, we're, like, scheduling with his friend's parents hmm. to go pick him up. We're yeah. going to have the kid come spend the night. He's going to get to play video games because they're both really into video games. He just doesn't know it. So, on that day, uh, <laughs> my son has a piano lesson, doesn't want to go because it's his birthday, and he's grounded. So, my wife takes him to the piano lesson, drops him off, goes to pick up his friend, who doesn't know this is happening. Or, I mean, my son doesn't know his friend's being picked up. So, anyway, my wife comes to pick him up, he walks out to the car, Opens the door and there's this kid sitting in. Oh, <laughs> there's a kid sitting in the car with a mask on, who looks a little bit like my nephew, who's a little bit older. And so my son immediately thinks it's his his cousin. <laughs> this is confusing. And then the kid speaks. Now this is where it gets weird. The kid speaks in a different voice. <laughs> <laughs> than the last Hello. time they were together. No, 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 not like that. Oh, he's matured, and so he's they've like, been apart, bro. They're exactly yeah. they're turning thirteen. They've been apart for nine months or ten months or whatever it was. His voice changed mm. in a very dramatic way. Now I know this is not a big deal. It happens to everybody. It happens with you know you don't even notice it if you're around somebody, but when you don't see somebody for that amount of time, he was looking at this kid in a mask and heard a voice and was like, "I don't know who you are." <laughs> he was so confused. And so his friend pulls his mask off and they're like, oh, yay, they have fun. And he's over here, you know, spends the night, has the whole day. Every time he opened his mouth, me, all the kids, we all like looked at each other and we're like, whoa, <laughs> what in the world happened? Like, it's it's not like, a, it's not like a little, I'm a 12 year old boy kind of, it's like, I'm. What's I'm, up, Mr. Clogs? <laughs> he, well, the thing that was weird is he acted exactly the same. You know, he didn't like, I'm like a big kid now. It wasn't yeah. anything like that. It was just his voice was like shifted down. And I know that happens, but it's just weird. And mm. it made me think about how these kids who are going through those types of changes right now don't get to do it in the context of other people also going through those changes. Oh, because of COVID kids? Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm, some of them do maybe. I wondered about that. Like- I didn't know if that was necessarily a good or a bad thing. I because, can see both. Yeah, I mean, think back to middle school and how awkward and just weird and dumb middle school was. And I wonder how that's going to affect this generation of weird voice changing puberty and, you know, encountering kids that I, I don't remember it being like a. Oh, cool, man. You're going through puberty, too. Like, high five, bro. Let's have a support group for it. Like, 
it seemed very private anyway. And right. so I didn't know if it would be that noticeable. Yeah. Or if they would even notice it was weird. Because I remember, like, everybody's middle school time, I assume, if you're a human being in the United States of America, it's just an awkward, weird transitional phase. Well, these kids don't have that. It's weird and awkward, but in a different way. Yeah, I I do think that whether we recognize it or not, though, there is something... um, comforting around about like i'm not the only one whose voice cracks i'm not the only one who doesn't know what to do with my hands when i'm talking to so and so you know um i I think there's like some camaraderie in like being the odd man out along with other people who are also the odd man out because that's what middle school was for me like i don't know where there was a lot of peer pressure that a lot of the negatives happened because they were also in that situation that's true and I remember we went to go get some clothes for our kids because they're getting bigger and they need clothes. And we went to Once Upon a Child and my oldest son, who is 10, is he 10 or is he 11? I don't remember. I don't He's 10. Was like, oh, I don't want to wear secondhand clothes. I was like, brother, your entire wardrobe is secondhand clothes. You just don't know it. <laughs> and we were talking about getting a new pair of shoes because his feet are getting huge and he needs new shoes. And he was like, I don't want to get new shoes from like the used clothes place. I was like, it's not like Goodwill. This is like a little bit nicer. It's consignment stuff. And. So they had these bins along the wall. He found these nice pair of like Nike basketball shoes that happened to fit him. They were a decent price. And I'm like, sure, treat yourself, buddy. Like if we were at the actual shoe store, I would not buy those for you. Hmm. But because we're here in this context and I know how much they cost and they were looked to be completely unworn. I'm like, yeah, man, go ahead. And I remember thinking about like if he were in middle school or like that weird pressure that we had to like wear nice clothes or like you get made fun of because you have bobo clothes on. I don't know if that's a colloquial thing. Do you guys know what I'm talking about when I say you have bobo shoes or you have bobo whatever? Okay. Only only from you saying it. Okay. So that was the that, was, the, was, that was like a middle school thing. That like if you had clothes that didn't have like the cool brands on it or if you had the shoes from like Payless that tried to look really yeah. neat and they're like, oh those are bobo clothes. It's the R- knockoff R- Rublox. Yeah. I got some Rublox pumps. Yeah. And he doesn't know that stigma. He doesn't know that whatever. He saw a cool pair of shoes because just they they looked cool and they happened to be Nikes. And I was like, oh man, if he were in middle school, like we could have fended off that issue rather than just like getting the kids some shoes. Yeah. So I don't know. It's I'm I'm not worried about it, but I, I wonder about kids nowadays. And since we homeschool them, they're all a bunch of weirdos anyway, so they don't really care about the clothes that people are wearing. Yeah, I mean, I could see like the whole, um, you know, not being with other kids right now through through the awkward phase. I could see good and bad in that. I, I do think that being, I don't know, being separated from other people who you do have something in common with could be, I don't think it's like long-term effects or anything, but I think it, it makes it a little more going through something by yourself, trying to figure out. At the same, <clears throat> excuse me, going this up with my throat. It's like we start recording and my throat just goes. <laughs> um, I do think that um, you're obviously not going to be confronted with a lot of the same problems, with a lot of the same pressures that you would be mm-hmm. if you're not in school. But the changes happen nonetheless. And I think having at least somebody to recognize those changes alongside it counts for something, and I yeah. think it's helpful. And so, I guess what what we're 
uh, we haven't really like consciously said this, but we're going to try to do is to, um, I don't know. I don't want to point out the changes, but I also want to be, make, make sure that he understands that we recognize that things are happening and that, that, you know, stuff about him is going to change soon. And we're here to help him kind of figure like wade through that. Yeah. But it, it was just weird for me to realize that there's, a bunch of kids right now who normally would be going through change in a particular situation. And that situation for the most part just doesn't exist. Obviously some kids are in school right now, so it, it exists for some people, but, uh, for these two boys, they're both doing school from home and they, I don't know. They, they both had the realization because his friend is also almost a year younger than him. We got to talking about, hmm. um, and his voice has changed. My son's hasn't yet. And so I think from both of their perspective, it was like, whoa, your voice has changed. And his friend was like, whoa, your voice hasn't changed. You're mm. almost a year older than me. Like he didn't make a big deal out of it, but they both had the realization of like, huh, that's weird. <laughs> they were like, yeah, that is kind of weird. But it was interesting to me to hear that voice change and then be, and then like, oh, well, they must be more mature now. Nope. <laughs> nope. <Yeah. laughs> they are definitely still very immature. <laughs> What says the dudes that are playing with Legos on <laughs> these are mine's a model kit. I don't know about you. But this is a sophisticated uh, whatever. Yeah, it's, model. it's toys. How long do we play Minecraft today? During <laughs> I said 10 minutes. <laughs> it wasn't exactly 10 minutes, but uh, you know. Yeah, so I don't know. That was a an interesting thing for me to on top of just the the age change and adolescence to teenager, you know, realizations and stuff that we've been paying attention to. Um, I don't know. It's just different. And, and the funny thing is my kids are pretty close together in age. And so, you know, my daughter is a little bit younger. She's going to be going through all sorts of stuff. And then I have another son and then another son <laughs> who will just go through basically the same thing, you know, a few years apart. So it's just going to be this kind of rolling puberty thing yep. <laughs> for the next several years. Well, when your son got braces, weird. like I had talked to my son, you know, on our own about getting braces. And he was like, no, God, I don't want braces. And I don't know if he was afraid of it. I think it would hurt or some kind of weird, like, um, visual thing. Like he just didn't want braces. And then he saw your son with him. And I was like, yo, you need to talk to, to my kid about braces. So that it's not some, you know, if it does come up, it's not some scary thing. Mm. Like you, you know somebody that you love and respect that has been through this thing before. So, you know, tell them about it. Yeah. So I don't know if there's, in lieu of going to school, there's going to be some weird like puberty support group thing that all the kids have to like. <laughs> yeah. Do. So this is a, I'm hesitant Whoa. to mention this, but I'm going to anyway for the sake of conversation and other fathers who are in the middle of the, this thing. We started thinking about my oldest son about the next few years and um, my somebody gave my daughter a few years ago a book about like taking care of yourself as you get older. It's like it's like a puberty book. Oh, okay, not like cholesterol is a bad thing. No, no, no. It's like it's like here's, here's what your body's going to do. Oh, okay. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be worried about it. But you do have to change the way that you kind of take care of yourself, right? You have Got to it. keep yourself clean and you have to, you know, wash your face and all these different things. And it was a, I think my mom may have given it to my daughter 
because my mom used Sounds to... Sounds like something your mom would do. Yeah, my mom used to help young girls with this type of change. Anyway. Um, and so the other day we were like, well, maybe we should get one for him. Like, see if there's something else like that for boys, just so they have like... Like, if they're not exposed to stuff at school, which is probably good, he's not going to get the wrong information right out of the gate... And he doesn't know what to ask us. Like, we need to be able to kind of lead him through, here's what's coming up, buddy. <laughs> like, be ready for this. And um, and so we got to thinking about that. And obviously, you don't have to get a book. But we were curious if there was a book for that type of thing that we could read through, make sure it was, like, covering the right stuff, and then give him so that he could read and then come to us with questions. Not to pass the book. Not to, like, figure it out on your own. But to like, prime the pump. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to put it. And so we looked around a little bit and actually found a book um, that was, turns out it's by the same people that did the one that my daughter has. Well, that's good. Um, and we've started kind of going through, my wife's gone, th- more th- gone through more of it than I have, but it's, it's really basic, just like your armpits are going to start smelling. You know, you have to start doing this. And if you don't wash your face, then it's going to do this and like whatever, all the stuff that as adults we know are going to have to be covered there. Um. But I think we haven't given it to him yet, but I think it's going to be a helpful thing because of the fact that he is uh, not in middle school with his friends. He doesn't have anybody else right in front of him who's going through the similar stuff, you know, uh, like a good friend to kind of be like, you know, what's up with this or whatever. So that's a thing that we're kind of looking towards and trying to prepare him for um, so that we can kind of help him walk through it. We don't know how long this thing's last. I'm sure he'll be back in school eventually. But I do think it's it's also a really good thing that we have the opportunity to help him through those kind of puberty changes um, without the school aspect. Because if you think about, I mean, I think there's good things that can come out of that. But if you think about all the misinformation or misdirection that you could get from your 12, 13-year-old friends when it comes to changes and all of those types of things, the stuff you're exposed to and whatever, at least we can lay a groundwork for uh, like the truth of the matter going forward. And this is, this isn't, I'm talking about like body changes and, you know, understanding of uh, relationships and a bunch of stuff, not, not any specific thing, Mm -hmm. but. Did you have like a changes program or whatever when you were in middle school, like a piece of dedicated. I don't think Education at your school to like. We had the like testicular cancer screening thing where there was a video. And I was hmm. like, this is how to check yourself for testicular cancer because, you know, you don't get taxes or mortgages. You're in the realm of testicular cancer. And like, that was it. And I remember being hmm. really uncomfortable. And my mom was a nurse. So like, she told me about it. And she was like, oh, I just make sure you do the thing. And then when you go to the doctor, it's like, you get it checked. And so that idea that it was happening at school was like extra embarrassing. Even hmm. though, like, I was educated on it. And I'm like, I don't need you to go over this. Thank you. I'm just going to stare at the carpet because I don't want to see what's happening in this video. Yeah. But there was not a lot of, like, jeering or weird little, like, immature reactions to it. It was very, like, okay, well, that's done. Yeah. And now go back to class. Right. And that was it. I don't think we had anything like that. The only thing I really remember was in high school, early high school, And we had a health class. Then, you know, half the semester was PE and then half of it was health. And it was a boy and girl class. 
and um, we covered. I, I don't even think we covered like reproduction or anything like that. Oh I, no, no, we didn't. I, I don't really remember. The only thing I do remember from that entire class was we watched a video of a baby being born. Ooh, straight down the barrel. Ooh, yeah. I've that's never a deterrent <laughs> less education. I think so. Yeah. So I, this is how this went down. <laughs> we're in this class, and I remember they, you know, they said ahead of time on this day we're watching this video. You have to get this paper signed, and it is a medical video of somebody having a baby, like straight down the barrel. <clears throat> and so I remember being in this class. And I was in the middle of the room looking straight ahead at this TV. <laughs> and I hated every second of it. And my friend Elena next to me leaned over and she was like, you're green. <laughs> and I was so close to just barfing over the entire room. I mean, it was bad, bad. Like, it was so disgusting. Now, this is a person who I've watched all four of my kids being born straight down the barrel. So it's... But the thing was, check this out. When we were pregnant with my oldest son, I actively remembered that middle school or that high school watching that video. And I didn't want that to happen. I didn't want to pass out in the room with my wife. Like, I don't want to be a problem. I want to be there, help right. however I possibly can, which is not much. Um, but I don't want to be a problem. I don't want to, like, have some be somebody else for them to take care of. Right. And so without telling her, I was like, all right, I got to make sure that I can handle this again because I don't know what to expect. I almost lost it the last time. And so before my oldest was born, I got on the internet and I was like, how do I look up baby being born without getting all the wrong results? Like I want a medical video. I don't want it, but I needed to watch a medical video of somebody having a baby. And I had to carefully search for that. Mm -hmm. And I found some, I don't know, some doctor's website or something. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And I watched the video and I, it got over with. And I was like, yeah, it was super gross, but I'm fine. Like, I'm okay, which is good. So mm -hmm. I made sure that I wasn't going to lose it. And then, you know, when the babies were all born, I was there and as helpful as I could be and didn't lose it. Um, I told you the story about my daughter being born, right, though? No. I don't know. Okay, let's just jump ahead. So we're talking about babies being born. <clears throat> my daughter, well, uh, my oldest son, when my wife went into labor with him, it was like, first baby, we don't know what to expect. Oh, she's having some contractions. Let's go immediately go to the hospital. Like, you know, and then we sat at the hospital for like 18 hours. <laughs> yep. And they were like, you can't go home, but you're not even close. So go walk circles around the hospital and then come back, you know, whenever something feels different. So we spent the entire day there and then labor took a long time and whatever. So when it came to the second one, my daughter, my wife, who's super tough and can put up with basically anything was like, well, you know, she woke me up at nine o'clock in the morning and she was like, well, you know, I've been having contractions for a while. No, 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 no. Eight o'clock. She woke me up at eight o'clock in the morning. I've been having contractions for a while, but I just, I went ahead and took a shower and like I made some breakfast and there's coffee downstairs and I did this and I did this and you know, I figured we'll just wait here. So finally at like 8.30, she's like, well, it's starting to kind of, you know, maybe we should go to the doctor's office. It's in the hospital. We'll go ahead and go there and they can check me, whatever. So we get to the thing. It's all 
relaxed. Everything's cool. You know, she's fine. So we get to the um, doctor's office. They're in the staff meeting in the back because it's not even nine o'clock yet. So they haven't opened. So they let us in. They put us in a room, put a monitor on her. And they're like, we're going to be in the back having face cake for Cheryl's birthday. <laughs> so we're, we're back there. And so we're just sitting in this room. And after about 10 minutes, she's like, I think you, you need to go get somebody. I'm, this is starting to hurt a lot. So I go back and knock on the door. Nurse comes out. <clears throat> they walk in and they check her and they're like, uh, do not push whatever you do. Do not push. You are fully dilated. Everything is, it is go time right now in the doctor's office. And so they're like, we need to get you to a delivery room as quickly as possible. And so, and this is within a minute, this happens from when they walk into the door to when she's in a wheelchair, they're rushing us out of the doctor's office into the rest of the hospital. There's two nurses. One has the key card. So she's like, we're in some back hallway and she's like swiping doors and these doors are flying open and we're going down this long hallway. We're running. And then we get to the delivery room. They bring her in. Two nurses lift her onto the table while the doctor is running in behind. You know, he's cleaning his hands. He's snapping on the gloves and they put her on the table and she, he's like, okay, push two pushes. Baby's out. Everything's good. It was insane. Now I had not eaten anything yet <laughs> in the morning. Cause I don't really, you didn't breakfast. review your video. I bet <laughs> I didn't No, I was fine with the thing, but I hadn't <laughs> eaten anything. Hadn't really had any coffee. And cause I don't typically eat breakfast, but from sitting in that office to all of a sudden we have to go and we're running and the adrenaline is like just boosted all the way up. The baby comes out and I'm like to the nurse, is she okay? And they're like, she's perfect. And I went great. <laughs> and everything started spinning and i grabbed there was i can still see it there was this, one of those wide trash cans is like not deep but it's real wide it's about shoulder length apart in between the door and the bed and i grabbed the trash can to hold myself up so i wouldn't fall over and i was holding on to both sides of it and i could just see it going like this and, like, <laughs> and the nurse is like Dad, are you okay? And I'm like, don't worry about me. I'm, I'm fine. I'm okay. And just, and I wasn't going to throw up. I was just trying to stand up because <laughs> I was about to lose it. And so it took me probably two or three minutes to like, I think I ended up on my knees kind of holding on to it. I'm like, I'm really okay. Just ignore me. I'm okay. And then everything kind of <laughs> came. the face of an okay man. <laughs> <laughs> kind of came back into focus. And then we moved on with our life. But it was, it was this really weird, like, we're just going to take it easy to, you know, hundred miles an hour and then it's done, which is good for my wife and good for the baby, but it was crazy. Anyway, that's my story about her. We had other crazy stories about the other kids, but we won't do those right now. We had a baby in Europe and I remember it being very scary because it was different, but your I mean, first baby was born. Yeah. My yeah. oldest son was born in Belgium. <clears throat> and I remember when we went to the hospital the first time, my wife started crying because she was afraid and she was afraid in a foreign country hmm. and something that was just different from, you know, her sister having a baby or other people that she knew that had babies. Oh, right. It just looked different. There was nothing that different about it. Like we were in this nice little room and she was in like a tub and she was like, I got to get up out of the tub to go to the bathroom. Cause we had been there for hours and hours and hours watching movies with no air conditioning. So, I mean, that's the difference in American hospitals. 
And then huh. she got up out of the tub to like go to the bathroom, and then she like doubled over in pain in the hallway. Mm. And she's like, "Nope, this was a dumb idea." <clears throat> and the anesthesiologist just happened to be like coming out of the the elevator, and I was speaking to the guy because I mean they spoke English really well, and I spoke French decently well. So I was like, "You need to come over here quickly." Mm. <laughs> And then she had the epidural. Mm-hmm. Did you see that happen? Yes. She didn't see it happen. Because they don't. Because they stab. Yeah, they're in the back. They stab your lady in the back with a lance that they pulled huge. from the stone. <laughs> it's, it's huge. It's segmented to let them know how far this needle is going into your spouse's spine. Yeah. And I remember she was like, I had to hold her. Like her head was on my shoulder facing me. And I remember going, holy crap. She goes, don't you dare say that. I was like, dude. Because my, I'm, is as many hospitals as like I have been around. Again, my mom was a nurse. So it was not foreign to like go see her at work. Or I was the kid that always got hurt. I would always try to make light at the hospital. Because it's that nervous reaction to mm-hmm. just like have fun and be silly. And she did not respond to my fun and or silliness at that moment. <laughs> And, like, the look on my face was, that was probably the most unsettled I was the entire time. Hmm. Because I did not see, you talk about down the barrel, as you called it. Nope. (laughs) No, I'm good. I don't need that. Hmm. How about you you bring that baby out, it cries, and then we can go home eventually. That's all I need to know. Like, it could be one of those children's books. It's like, and then baby came. Sure. (laughs) I'll be that ignorant. You could put a stork in there and just fool me. But, ooh. And then our other two kids were were um, water birthed. Our friend in Alabama was a midwife, and she was like, "Yeah, there's no reason that you can't have a birth in the bath or like this big tub, like at your house." It was all super chill. But we lived in Alabama, so we couldn't have a midwife deliver our kid because it was not at a hospital, but a passerby who heard. Like a calamity could give birth to your kid and like get the key to the city. But if that person was a medical professional, they could lose their license. Super dumb. So we lived an hour and a half from the house that I grew up in. Hmm. So we just, my middle son was born in my childhood bedroom. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. It, the whole situation was crazy. And like That's me talking wild. to my dad, my dad's probably watching. Uh, my very conservative dad. I'm like, oh, hey, um. Buffet is going to have this baby at you your house. Explain that. Right oh, there. I do. I'm sorry. I, there's a pet name from a long time ago in the 19 years of me and my wife being together that she developed a, a nickname, a very cute nickname, Buttface. Buttface. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so I was telling my dad, I'm like, "Yo, Buttface is going to have this baby at your house," and he was like, "Oh, I don't think so." And so, but it was fine. It was like we had a little adapter in the sink, and I just ran a hose from the sink that was my bathroom growing up into my bedroom with a garden hose, filled it up, and there was a little heater thing. No, I just used hot water. And then there was a little heater dealy. We put like a big plastic tarp inside it because it was this like plastic wall with like a pad on the ground. Hmm. And so she, we were like watching movies and hanging out, and she wanted to like cook some food, and we were just like chilling at the house. And she's like, Ugh, I don't feel very good. She's like, maybe I'll go hang out in the tub, in this like hot tub in the room. And I'm like, okay, sure. And... So the urgency of like the hospital thing and there's like it needs to be all this many people and all the little lights and all yeah. the stuff like our, our friend who was the a physician's assistant who was our midwife, like she had her little kit of stuff. Mm-hmm. So she was prepared. She had medicines. She had stuff to react appropriately. 
and it was super chill. I remember my son was born and we went home that next day or that evening, like drove back to Alabama and my wife was up like just doing stuff completely different from the first time. And then my daughter, who was our, our third kid, it was the same thing. We used actually the same tub. We borrowed it hmm. from her. I had a different midwife. It was the exact same process. Like, I think our, our boys were asleep and they just woke, woke up the next morning and they had a sister. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get to see like. That's yeah. Me That's probably good. Cleaning up the, yeah. the murder scene that I had to clean up. <laughs> but it was super chill. And I was, we were very, very fortunate that she was healthy enough through all of that to be able to have that as an option. Mm-hmm. So, That's cool. And then, uh, yeah, we got, uh, we, we sailed that ship with having babies. <laughs> Close shop. Yeah. I don't need to borrow that tub anymore. Yep. 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 And we got a puppy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so Anthony keeps a list of potential titles on screen, and it's a pretty funny list to look at while we're talking. But anyway, um, <clears throat> uh, so butt face. Oh, I need to clarify okay. because people are going to think I'm mean to my wife, which is not the case. There, you watch. Everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> yeah. So we really like that show. And as far as like the home improvement, like here's a, a a a healthy relationship, even though it's silly and it's kind of funny, but like they make fun of each other and it's not the leave it to beaver, like mom and dad relationship, but it's more kind of real. And there was one episode where I forgot the, the mom's name was talking to Raymond and she was like, yeah, you big idiot. And he was like, what are you talking about? And he got mad. She's like, no, 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 no. I say that like, like a term of endearment. Like, you big idiot. Mm. And so she tried to make fun of him and like call him a name. And then he, she turned it around and made him enjoy it. And I remember we were watching that and I was looking at her and she just like couldn't figure out what I was going to say. And I was like, you butt face. <laughs> <laughs> and then she got all upset. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's, it's a term of endearment. I love you. And then it just became this thing that stuck. And she never cared until maybe until. A, <laughs> a year and a half ago when I'm on my phone and I'm like, oh, I got to call your mom to like my oldest son. And he's like, why does it say butt face? <laughs> I was like, oh, like, well, I guess I got to change it now. To this day, I still roll through my contacts trying to find butt face and it's not there. I'm like, oh, it says Tiff, her name. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I love that lady, but she's a butt face. <laughs> Should have just told your kids. See, if you love your mom, you just got to come up with a name for her, like yeah. Buttface. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to the day when they can make up silly derogatory names for their spouses. <laughs> and their spouse not care. Yeah, I think that's, that's the... That's the sign. That's the thing to you make can, sure that their spouse doesn't care. If you can call your spouse Buttface <laughs> and they love you nonetheless, then you're doing something right. Uh, we've covered some ground today. <laughs> um, <laughs> anything else on any of this stuff? This lighting know? kit is... Stressful. It it those wires are very very they are tiny. Very tiny, and I have shaky hands, and uh, it's it's coming together. I think hmm. it's coming together. Yeah. And then I got to put this thing on that thing. Well, so far I've done nothing. You glued that guy. <laughs> like he has almost all of his limbs. But now. look at okay, switch cameras. Look how oddly <laughs> proportioned this little pilot is. <laughs> his arms are as long as his legs, and he has no back. And there's two of these little guys. What a weird... Yeah. Anyway. 
And it doesn't look like an X-Wing pilot costume at all. But whatever. <clears throat> anyway, uh, you got anything else you want to chat through? No, I think we're good. All right. Well, was, big thanks to um, our Maker Alliance members who make this show possible. And if you're listening to this... Then by the time you hear this, the first new episode of mm. Brain Pick should be out. It is me interviewing and hanging out with Alex Steele. We had a really good conversation. Um, we had fun talking. I don't know if it's a good conversation, but it was a lot of fun talking to him. And so that's a new thing that we're going to be doing. And the Maker Alliance members get the after show for that, which is like a little bit extra conversation. And in fact, he tells me something secret that I don't think anybody else you know, on YouTube or anything knows yet about some changes coming up for him. So everybody who's in the Maker Alliance, go check your feed on uh, however you have joined us. If you want to join that and get that after show, as well as Discord access, all the other you know discount codes, all the stuff that we do for them, go to ilikeTomakeStuff.com slash join. Where can people find you on the internet? You can find pictures of my cute dog on Instagram. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Josh underscore make stuff. And you can find all of us at I like to make stuff on all the stuff. We should talk about social media soon. Yeah, I just listened to So we were talking about. Hey, we should watch The Social Dilemma and talk about it. Guess what Matt and Destin did? Yeah. Well, I knew that was coming. Yeah. I'm, I'm about halfway through that episode. I'm not done yet. Uh, no Dumb Questions, in case you're listening and you don't know what we're talking about. No if Dumb Questions. If you like podcasts that are about know something. Yeah. Ours and theirs. <laughs> <laughs> They're basically the same, except theirs is like way bigger and better and stuff. Um, but theirs is a really, really good show. But they're talking about The Social Dilemma right now, which has, again, sparked this thing in me about my feelings toward social media and how unfortunately attached I am to it <laughs> at this point in life. Yeah, Dustin came out and was like, I'm addicted to my phone. Yeah. Which, we should talk about that soon. It's okay. a whole thing. Well, but, we should set homework for ourselves <laughs> or we're never going to do it. That's uh, true. We should go put it on the big screen in there for that cool... Star Wars Media Console Entertainment Center that we made. That's true. We did. We're really bad at wrapping up a show because it just keeps going on and on. So we're going to wrap this one up. We will talk about that stuff soon, as well as some other things that I've made notes of. And so thank you to you for listening or watching or whatever. Well, you're talking uh, to me. Well, and thank you to you oh, for... thanks to you. Thank you. Oh. Cool. Oh, <laughs> All right. We'll catch you guys later. Okay, bye. I mean, bye. I did it all.